is the Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. Well, I guess it is the Hockey Show. Rothenberg with you on this Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. How quickly times change. Just one week ago, we were here waxing poetic about how great the Rangers looked. 2-0 lead. All going perfectly, swimmingly, some would say. And now we sit here and, I listen, you hate to blame anyone, but I think there's a clear and obvious person to blame when it comes to this, of why we're sitting here and it is now currently 3-2 lightning. We'll get to Me all of it. Style. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. We'll get to all of it. We'll get to game five. We'll get to game four. We'll get to game three. We'll do it this day in hockey history. We'll do a look ahead. We'll do everything that we typically do here on Saturday morning, June the 11th. By the way, I know it is the hockey show. Can I throw one little nugget in there for you? Just because I have to look forward and, and, and hate looking back at what we've Uh-oh. had to endure. Three months from today, people. Three months from today. The opening Sunday of the NFL. That's right. Are the you really looking Sunday. ahead that early, Dave? What? Are you what? in a better what? mood at least today than you were yesterday? Better? Yeah. Yes. You're not going to say that you just want to quit 15 minutes into the show? No, I would. I would. I, if you gave me the option right now, go back to bed and wake up at nine o'clock for your your the Dave Rothenberg show. I would do that right. Yeah, immediately. Well, I had to get up at six and drive into the city to do the show. We're doing no, the yeah, show. Yeah, but here's the thing. How's that no, sound? No one. No one is looking for excuses. I'm a professional. All right, yes. I'm here. I'm doing the show. You're more. You're more mature than me, Anthony. You also have to be here to do the show. And we're both in pain. Pain. All right. This is not fun for either of us, but we have to do it, and we're doing it. Are we going to try to anyway? We're, we're going to do more than try. We're going to succeed at the, at the highest levels because that's what we do. But, but to be honest with you, see, and here's the thing. And this is the beauty and the curse of being a sports fan. You get so wrapped up and you love your team so much. And, and stupid me. No, I don't even think stupid me. I think it's realistic to have had the thoughts of, oh, my God, this team could really win the Stanley Cup. And then to have, like, I imagine it's like, the guy in that Indiana Jones movie who reached in and grabbed the heart and ripped it out. I imagine that that's what a lot of us are feeling this morning. Would you concur with that? What a difference a week makes, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, you're not kidding. What were we saying? A week ago, it was like, is it's there all gonna happening? Be, is is that there going to be a game saying? five? It's all happening. And now none of it's happening. Will there be a game seven? And most people right now, and I think rightly so, would say probably not. So it, it is the hockey show. Brought to you by the All-American Auto Group at locations in beautiful Paramus, gorgeous Hackensack, Old Bridge, and the phenomenal Point Pleasant, and Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. All you do is call 1-800-ALARM-ME. So, Anthony, Thursday night into Friday, how much sleep would you say you received overall? Good you, sleep? Typically, you, you typically are a guy that can get some rest, right? Because you don't have to be up till what time for the case show? I don't I don't have to. I get up 8.30 on those days. All right. Because I so can what get time, in. What time did you go to bed? Rain, now, do you punish yourself? Rangers lose. What do, you, do you do something to really make yourself feel gluttonous and guilty or no? Well, I turned on the Yankee game. <laughs> well, um, that's, that's not a punishment. Well, it, wa- it was. It was for a while. But by the time the game, the Ranger game ended, it wasn't as much of a punishment. I guess I guess I was spared from having to watch Garrett Cole give up seven runs in two and a third innings, so that was nice. 
I did that. Uh, usually, I'll usually I'll play video games. That kind of calms me down. But no, you got a lot going on, huh? Well, listen, uh, yeah. and and most of the time, uh, you know, if you if you play poorly there, you don't feel that great either. So. You can get competitive there. So yeah, no, I, I mean I did that. I but probably, there was no like there was no like donuts. There was no no that's eat, I don't binge the eating. eating thing. No, I, I feel like when when losses like that happen, I really can't eat. I I, I can't eat I, during the game, let alone eat after a loss. I did I, it tremendously. Oh, you should have seen me. Uh, I, Oreos, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, I listened or, to your Oreo, Friday show. You know. Yeah, so I went with a a barrage of of Oreos. Then. Had a bag of Doritos, oh then over to Chips Ahoy. And Sherry yep. just stood far away from you. But she was upstairs. She didn't want any part of me. No part of me. None whatsoever. All right. Let, let's let get to the... You didn't mention a guest. Don't we have Rick coming on? No. He, he offered what do you mean? To, he offered to come on today, and I said no. That was very nice of him. Yeah, but I think it was, I don't think it was legitimate. I think it was one of these backhanders. If you want me, I'd love to come on today. Why would I want him today? So like game seven against Pitt, that's yeah, like, I, I'd love I, to be there. Would you want to come on then? And then when no. It, like I'd call him at, at 7.15 and I'd, and I'd just get a I'd get voicemail? Yeah. So wow. don't give me this. That was very nice of him. No, he's doing it because he wants to dance on our almost graves is what he wants. And you should have seen him yesterday morning on the Zoom. He's got his little baby there. He's bouncing him around. What is he wearing? Lightning shirt. And I said, I hope your kid takes a dump all over you. <laughs> yeah. Well, all over you. I mean, that's that's unfortunate. Well, for, for, for but me, Cass is, Cass is from Tampa, so they're all Lightning fans down there. All right. Can we can we please? You, I have to have you now defend Rick on, to me on the show. I love Rick. He's a nice guy. Who do you like better, me or Rick? Don't put me on the spot. No, right on the spot. Who do you like better, me or Rick? Well, you know I love you, Dave. Okay. So then what's the answer? Oh, Rick will hate me if I say you. Who do you like better, me or Rick? I don't want to pressure you. I've, I want, a, I want you know an honest, Here, a, a legitimate, honest answer. I've worked with and known you longer. I'll have okay. to say you. So I, I feel like it's somewhat backhanded, though. If you want to take it that way. Like, I don't want to, like, I've known you longer, so I'm obligated to say you. Who I'm not you? saying obligated. Like, like I talked to Andrew Gunling yesterday. I said, who do you like better, me or J.J. Devaney? And he said, J.J. And I, uh, and as hurtful as it was, I respect the hell out of it. Well, if you ask, uh, if you ask, you know, if I like the Saturday morning host, Ty Butler, or the co-host, Dave Rothenberg, more, I mean, that's a tough conversation, too. But Well, that wasn't funny. So who do you like better, me or Rick? I want an answer. Uh, I'm going to say you, Dave. Okay. And, and we'll, leave it at, we'll leave it at that. All right. Can, can we now get to, uh, to game five? Yeah, if we have to. Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll ask, who do you like better, Michael or Don? I'll go all the way through. I'd be happy not talking hockey at all today. All right, what happened in the first period, Dave? All right, so the Rangers feeling good after game two. Up 2 nothing, heading to Tampa. They lost both of those games. We'll look at those games a little bit later. Offense did not look good in, in doing so. So back to MSG on Thursday night. Tied at two for a pivotal Game five. Now, Tampa comes out. Not a ton of chances in the first period, but they hit the post twice. We go to the end of one, scoreless. Into the second we go, and what looked like a harmless moment in the game resulted in one of the few great moments in the game for the Rangers. Bogosian and Mott. Here comes Mott in with the hit on Bogosian. Puck kept alive by the Rangers. Lindgren shoots. He scores! Ryan Lindgren picked up a puck along the left wing boards, moved to the circle. The Rangers take a 1-0 lead in game five. 
Well, they sure did one nothing as we sit about midway through the game. 10-29, Lindgren from the left boards, which was a bad goal from Vasilevsky. one nothing Rangers. And thank you, of course, to Kenny Albert on the call right here on 98.7 ESPN. Rangers, they, they looked good after that. Kind of carried the bulk of the play. one nothing. You start to think to yourself, get to the end of the second period. Just get to the end. Then 20 minutes to go. We'll be fresh. The crowd will be into it. But it looked like a harmless play. The Rangers goal and the Tampa moment at 17:34 also looked harmless and was not. Rudy over for the Rangers. Up the boards. Valdez at the right point. Sergeyev goes to his left. Shoots. Scores. The Lightning tie the game at 1-226 remaining second period. And you can just hear a pin drop in the garden at that moment. So 1-1-17-24. We finish out the final 226 thanks to Kenny Albert's quick math skills. And we head to the third period. In the third period, uh, I think Tampa had the better of the play. But up and down we go. Rangers had a golden opportunity. Uh, Cop has the puck on his stick. Feeds it over. And then, well, you you know what? It was so painful. It's probably something you don't want to discuss. Feeds it over to Ryan Strom. Strom on the left side of Vasilevsky. Oh, my God. And he he just kind of overskated it with a wide open net. Couldn't score. And then, of course, Murphy's Law. A little bit later on at 18-10, this happened. Bouncing puck. Stamkos moves it around behind the net. Miller stepped in front of Kucherov. Kept alive by Stamkos. Back out to the left point. Hedman over to Sergeyev. Sergeyev with a shot. Score! With a minute 50 remaining from the right point, he beats Shesterkin. And the Lightning take a 2-1 lead. And that was a very painful moment for all Rangers fans. 2-1 Lightning. Now it was Sergeyev who took the shot. Palat actually deflected this one in front. So... That was unfortunately it with a minute and 50 seconds left. And you felt like you were on the verge of overtime and maybe a late night and maybe an early morning and one of these, you know, magnificent Mateau moments. And it was not to be. And then a little bit after that, about 50 seconds after that, uh, add injury to insult. And it was 3-1 Hagel with the goal, uh, making it 3-1. Walked it all the way in and tapped it home. And Tampa takes a 3-2 series lead. On the Rangers, Game 6 coming your way later on tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's hear from, we'll start with Gerard Gallant after the game. Did your team do enough to win? I thought it was an even game. I really did. I mean, maybe you guys seen different upstairs. I don't know, but I thought it was an even game. I thought we played well, well enough to win and uh, didn't go our way. Uh, I would agree. I thought Rangers played well. I thought Tampa might have been a little bit better. And remember, this is Tampa on the road. Tampa, I think you can argue, played almost the perfect game. They fell behind. They did not panic. They continued to get chances. They threw pucks at that. They scored one. They relied on their goalie. They kept chances to a minimum, and they walked their way out uh, with the victory. Uh, your three stars, by the way, Ryan Lindgren with the third star, uh, Vasilevsky with the second star, and Sergachev with the goal and the assist is your first star of the game. More Gallant, uh, he thought overall pretty good defensive battle in this one. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty even game for the most part. You know, really, I mean, I don't know what the shots are. Pretty close last time I looked up. And it was a defensive battle. There wasn't a whole lot of ice either way. We give up two or three two-on-ones. That was the only thing. But besides that, it was a pretty sound hockey game. Uh, shots, in fact, were close. Rangers never win the shots on goal battle. They didn't on Thursday night either. 26 shots for Tampa, 25 for the Rangers. 
I think we've seen this a lot. Rangers looking for the, the perfect goal, the beautiful goal. Did your team make the extra pass maybe a little too often in this game? Honestly, I don't remember a whole lot. There was a few, not near as many as we had earlier in the year. But uh, and there was a few that we should have had the open net and it just jumped over our stick too. So I, I thought it was a good, good, good battle. They hit a couple posts in the first period and I thought we had a couple of real good chances. So tough to lose like that at the end, but it's the way she goes. Uh, what a composed guy. I mean, never once have I heard Gallant after a game this year and thought to myself, you know, anything, anything negative about him. Like he's so composed. I'm, I, the game ends for me. I'm stuffing Doritos and, and Oreos and, and Chips Ahoy into my face. This guy's just like, you know what? It was a good game. They got the, the extra one play, and, and now we trail 3-2. We'll get back at it, you know, on Saturday night. It really is remarkable the way he's continued to uh, rem- remarkably, really, keep his composure here. So uh, a little more from Gerard Glant. Now, Rangers had one power play opportunity. And it wasn't even like something, an illegal play, really. It was just too many men on the ice, and uh, Shesterkin shot the puck down the left side. It hit an extra player on the ice for Tampa, and that was the Rangers' power play. Nothing boarding, no slashing, no, you know, anything like that. The entirety of the game, the only power play the Rangers had was too many men on the ice. Do you think your team deserved another chance with the uh, man advantage, Gerard? You received one power play on a bench minor. Did mm-hmm. you think your team deserved more than that tonight? I did. I really did, yeah. What about you? <laughs> but in saying that, I thought they did an excellent game. You know, they let the teams play in that, but uh, I thought we could have had a couple more. There's no doubt. What I don't understand is how could he say that he thought they were excellent and then say that his team deserved more power plays? Like then, in fact, I would say they probably weren't excellent. Um there's a resilient bunch in Tampa, right? I mean, we, we've been through it a million times. They trailed two games to none. They trailed 2 nothing in game three. And then they fought all the way back where they've outscored the Rangers since that moment 10-2. to 10-2. Is Tampa scoring two late goals the sign of what you would consider a championship team? I really think it's two plays. I mean, I really do. I mean, again, not taking nothing away from that team. They played a great game the last two games. But, uh, you know, that, it was just a screenshot in front of the net. And, you know, they got the traffic there and, you know, went by Kreider's leg up high. And you don't see it. It goes in the net. And we've had a lot of those and hits a defenseman or hits somebody else. And so I don't think it was, a, you know, a defensive mistake or nothing like that. It's just sometimes you get lucky and they get lucky. Well, is it lucky or do championship teams find the, the medal and the uh, the reserves to find a way out of it? Because that's, that's big time. Now, his team has been big time also, and we've seen it this postseason. Rangers are 5-0 and in elimination games. Here is Jacob Truba saying just that. We've been here before. We've been here before. we uh, got to go there, win a game, come back here, and play a game seven. That's, uh, that's the goal now. Take it one game at a time. Got to go to Tampa, win a game. All right, so they go to Tampa. That game, of course, is tonight. And we will have it right here starting at 7 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN. Now, we discussed the Strom wide open side of the net. Cop with the pass. It looked for all the world like it was going to be a goal. It was not. Here is Cop giving us the breakdown of what happened on that miss from Strom. I mean, it's a 60-minute game. There's chances uh, all over the ice. doesn't matter if it's in the last second or the first second of the game. There's, there's chances to be had. And, um, I mean, Ryan's been unbelievable all year. Didn't play last game. Comes back and is playing good hockey and gotten one out and you know there's there's chances everywhere whether it was the last five minutes of the game or the first five minutes of the game it doesn't matter so I'm not I'm not worried he's a great player he's gonna come back I put a little behind him anyway so uh we'll connect next game 
Well, you would hope so. Rangers have not scored a lot, and they have one goal in the last two and a half games in a five-on-five situation. And I think you could even argue it was a fluke goal, right? That goal from Lindgren was not one that you would typically see from uh, a netminder like Vasilevsky. So that's where we are. Rangers trailing three games to two. Last we left you, they they led the series 2 nothing, and now we're back and they're trailing 3-2. So we'll look at game three. We'll look at game four. We'll preview what we have to come. We'll look ahead and maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, we get more hockey this week and it does not end tonight. It's the Hockey Show with you on a Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. Andy from Merrick presents today's Defensive Analytics, sponsored by Slomans, the leader in home defense. Tampa's Victor Hedman, an annual finalist for the Norris Trophy as the premier defenseman in the NHL, is the leader among active players with more than 100 points in his playoff career. While impressive, he has a long way to go to break into the top four of all time. Dennis Potvan, 165, Ray Bork, 180, Nicholas Lidstrom, 183, and Paul Coffey setting the standard at 196 points. Now back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. This is Tom Laidlaw, the New York Rangers. You're listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN New York. Well, thank you, Tom. And this is not easy for me this morning, having to rehash and and recap such a a painful moment, um, so fresh and so raw. But because of you guys out there, that's what we do. Because of the love and adoration and respect I have for the hockey fan and for the Rangers fan and for all the locals that just can't get enough of the sport, I think about what I'm doing for these people, Anthony. I'm I'm waking up early. I'm, I'm discussing painful, awful memories that are still so fresh and so raw. Not many people do what you do, Dave. It, would you say that on-air personalities at the station, it's not even a debate I care the most about my teams? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yes. With, with, with Don is number two. Yeah, Don is number two. Okay. Allen with the Knicks equal to... You and Don, but the Knicks is the I think the only one that he really has that that passion. That real that the Yankees too, too. Yankees too. But he I loves I, the Islanders. But here here's the amazing thing: this is not even my number one. I know. I mean, this pales in comparison. Like my adoration for the Giants far outweighs my love for the Rangers. What if we did a giant? Show? You know what? I'm not going to say anything. What a giant show in the in the fall? Yeah, like a special giant seven o'clock Sunday morning show, Saturday morning show. Would you sign on for that right now? I think you need a different producer for that, Dave. Okay. All right. So I don't know how I don't know how the 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 suits would feel about me being here from like six to ten p.m. I don't think Sunday. I think they would expect nothing less from you. That's a good point, actually. You are a pros pro. All right. So we went through game five. Now, sadly, let's take a look back at at three and and four. We'll look at three now. Take a break. Come back and look at four. It's not like it happened 15 years ago. It happened days ago. Feels like it happened 15 years ago. I wish it was 15 years ago. All right, Rangers riding high. We know it. Winning both games at the Garden. Had to figure Tampa's going to come out strong at home. In game three, scoreless after one. Second period, Rangers got a power play. Rangers cashed in. 
Panarin, top of the right circle, in the circle, outside the Fox, right side, down low, Panarin, bottom of the circle, centers, shot by Zibanejad, off the glove of Vasilevsky. I don't think he got all of it. Panarin, get on that one, <laughs> Mika Zibanejad, it's a power play goal. Rangers lead, one to nothing. At 7.37 of the second period, Zibanejad on the power play, his 10th of the postseason, Fox and Panera with the assist, and the Rangers had a one nothing lead. Dave Maloney very excited, yelping and, and, and noises that you can't even replicate on the air. So one nothing, and less than two minutes later, another power play. And guess what? Another goal. Zibanejad checked by Kalorn. Gets it to Heedle. Back pass to Fox. Right side of Panarin. High in the slot. Right circle. He shoots. Save Vasilevsky. Rebound. Fox. Right circle. Panarin. Left side. Zibanejad. They score! They score! Chris Kreider on the rebound! Chris Kreider! It's a power play goal! Thank you, Sam. Thank you. 2-0, Rangers lead. Up 2-0 in games. Oh, my God. Up 2-0 in goals in game three. And and you maybe have your first thoughts of they're going to win the series. And if you think it, I'm not angry at you. But if you verbalize it to others, now you become a bad person. The goal for your record keeping, by the way, Kreider on the power play, his 10th, Zibanejad with the assist, and Panarin as well. Now, I've told this story, but I need to really interject it here to hammer home the point of just how tragic this, in fact, turned out to be. Uh-oh. So it's 2 nothing Rangers. And we're in this, I don't even understand why, group text on my show. It's me, and it's Rick. And it's the producer, RJ Santillo. And it's our, our technical whiz and engineer slash producer, Raymond J. Santiago. And it's our program director, Ryan Hurley. And it's our assistant program director, Jonathan Winthrop. Mickey style. Who loves Mickey Mouse more than Minnie does. So it's 2-0 Rangers and 2-0 in game three. And, and the text comes in from John Winthrop. It's an emoji and it's a broom. And in that moment, I wanted to strangle him. And Rick responds is, just notice what happens from here on. You don't do that ever. And speaking of you don't do that ever, one minute and six seconds later, thanks, John Winthrop. Kucherov went behind the back, carries to the right corner, centers all the way through the stamp coast, back to Kucherov, right circle, out to Hedman, center of the blue. Kucherov shoots, scores! Kucherov. Kucherov with the power play goal. So all three goals at this point were on the power play. His sixth, uh, Perry uh, with the uh, assist and, and Hedman as well. And now it's 2-1. Rangers make it to the end of the period. 2-1. And now you think to yourself, you know what? 20 more minutes. Find a way to hold them 
for 20 minutes. At least get 10 minutes in up 2-1 so you start to get the opportunities where they're pinching in and maybe you get some odd man rushes, some two-on-ones, some three-on-twos. <laughs> last 10 minutes, it didn't last two. A minute 22 in. Here you Edmund go. angles left, comes out to center. Pass back to Kucherov, right side. Right side feed to Perry, across the Rangers line. Right circle, Perry. Centers, shot, score! Stamkos, a one-timer. Yeah. And the Lightning tie it with their second power play goal. 2-2 your score at 122 of the third period. Another power play goal. So now each team at this point had two power plays. Perry and Kucherov with the assist. And we're tied at two. And we're tied at two all the way to the final minute. When you start to think to yourself, you know what? Let's get to overtime. Maybe we steal a goal. Get out of here. Up three games to none. But sadly, with less than 45 seconds left, this happened. Out to the point. Chernak. Left side to Hedman. Plays it down low. Shot. Score! To give the Lightning their first lead of the game. Their first lead of the game. And that was your final score. 3-2 Lightning. Stamkos, your third star. Vasilevsky, your second. And Palat with the game winner is your first star of the game. This will forever be known as the John Winthrop texting of the broom game. Mickey style. Yeah. I, I adore Mickey Mouse. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Mickey Mouse. If Mickey came over to my home right now, I would send him away. That's how angry I am with John and Mickey as well. Here is Gerard Gallant after that painful loss saying, well, could have gone the Rangers way, could have gone either way. They were the better team tonight overall, but uh, like you said, it went right down to the wire and uh, had a chance to win late in the hockey game. So disappointing, but we'll move on and get ready for the next one. Well, they got ready for the next one, and that didn't play out well either for the blue shirts. More Gerard Gallant. Tampa a little bit more desperate in this one in game. Three. You know, they probably have chances to a good part of the game, I and mean, we could capitalize on a couple of power play goals, and, you know, Stamkos has a great shot, and he makes that shot to tie it up 2-2, but I thought after that we had a couple of chances, but uh, we just sat back a little bit too much and couldn't get enough going, but give them credit. They pushed us hard, and it was a desperate game for them, obviously, so we would love to got that third one ahead of them, but... Listen, it's understood that this is a resilient Rangers team. They've done it all postseason. They've done it all regular season. They've had the most comebacks in uh, in the NHL. But when you look at the, at the big teams in the NHL right now, I mean, is there a tougher, more grizzled, more veteran, well-coached club than Tampa? And the answer is, is probably not. Because a lot of teams down 2 nothing, and then down 2 nothing in Game 3 would have tucked their tail between their legs and, and been done. And not this team. From that moment on, they've resp- responded incredibly. And here is Gerard Gallant saying Tampa overall probably deserved to win game three. They were the better team. You know, I mean, we come in here, we knew it was going to be a battle. I was pretty happy after two periods, it was 2-2. You know, I mean, uh, you give yourself a chance to win, and that's what we've done. And we we didn't do a great job of that before in some road games. But I thought we stayed with it. We had an opportunity, and uh, unfortunately, they get the late goal to, to win the hockey game. But uh, we got outplayed, but we had a chance to win late. Well, they sure did. But and at this point, maybe you start to think to yourself, boy, Rangers, 60 minutes of hockey, five on five, 
not a lot of chances. Power play looks great. Five on five, not a lot of chances. And now you had injury added to insult. And that is Ryan Strom, who had to leave the game with, uh, you know, a, a lower body injury. And Strom leaves, did not return. In fact, didn't play in game four either. How much, Gerard, coach, do you miss Strom? Tonight, it hurt our offense, obviously. I mean, he didn't play the last half of the game. So when he plays seven minutes, it hurts your team. So he's a big part of our group. Big part of their group. Doesn't play game four. Comes back game five. You got to imagine you'll have him game six tonight. And hopefully he can find a way to uh, not overskate that that puck and put it in the goal and maybe send it back to a, uh, a game seven in the garden. Now, if you remember, Rangers scored two goals on the power play. How did they get those power plays? Tampa, now... I think you could say crossed the line, a little bit dirty in the crease, uh, hitting Shesterkin over and over and over, and they got called for it. But Gerard Glant did not appreciate what Tampa was doing. No, it doesn't fa- it phases me more than him. You know, I don't like it. I don't think it's a you know big part of it. And hopefully, uh, when we talk to the supervisor tomorrow, they'll take care of some of that because it wasn't right. Nothing phases Shesterkin. Coach annoyed. Nothing. Nothing phases the netminder, Chris Kreider. Uh, Zabinajad was asked about how he kind of messed up the last play for the Palat goal. And he's not the captain, but he often acts like the captain. Here is Chris Kreider taking the blame on himself on that game winning. I got to get the puck out. I'm puck watching. I should have came and planted, set him filtering a little bit too far back to the net. Puck goes over my head, take a swing at it. It's probably almost a high sticking penalty. If I get to my position, throw the brakes on and there was, everyone was, was accounted for. I didn't need to kind of over back check and take myself that close to the paint. If I'm planted, comes right to me, put the puck on the ice, get it out. Truthfully, it doesn't matter. You can blame Zabenejad, you can blame Kreider, you can blame the goaltender, you can blame John Winthrop. It doesn't matter. At this point now, this is a 2-1 series lead for the Rangers. We know where we are now, but this felt like a real shot. It felt like a momentum changer in the series. So we, we recap game five. We've gone through game three. We'll look at game four, which was the Rangers, I thought, worst game of the series so far. Quick break. We'll look at game four, and we'll do it next right here on a Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. Let's get a little extra money in your pocket. Andy from Merrick presents Wager Plays, playoff edition for June 11th. Later tonight, the Rangers and Bolts face off in a critical game six back in Tampa. Puck drop is at 8, but tune in at 7 p.m. for all the pregame information right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. The two-time defending champs are too much for the blue shirts tonight. Smart money is on the lightning and the underplay. Over in the Western Conference, the Avalanche await their finals opponent. Is this the year for the Avs to bring the cup back to Colorado? You can bet on it. Andy from Merrick's Wager Plays are for entertainment only. As always, bet with your head, not with your heart. Gambling problem? Dial 877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Back to the Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All-American Auto Group. The number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. This is Adam Graves of the New York Rangers. You are listening to the Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN New York. Well, thank you, Adam. And it is the Hockey Show. And it is a sad Saturday morning, June the 11th, 2022. So... Game one, Rangers dominant. 
Game two, Rangers clearly better. Game three, close. Tampa better, but closer. Game four, lopsided. So now we're 2-1, Rangers leading in the series. Rangers really looking for the split comeback, a, a raucous garden, put the clothes on this thing. But you learned before the game that Ryan Strom, who's expected to play, skates, cannot play. So right there, you have a very bad omen. So Kevin Rooney steps in. Barkley Goodrow centers as well. He centers the second line. Now, I don't know if it's injuries, the pressure, the moment, the magnitude, but you could tell early on this was not going to be a great game for the Rangers. And at 2.38 of the first period, well, the seal was broken. At the red line, goes right wing to Bogosian. The defenseman carries deep into the circle, puts it in front, save, rebound, score! Pat Maroon! That's right, Pat Maroon at only 2.38 into the game gives the Lightning a 1-0 lead. And, and let's be fair, and let's be honest, the Rangers were completely dominated from really the beginning all the way through the end of this game. They did manage to get to the end of the first period, only trailing one nothing, And I know if you felt like this, my thought was, I don't have they're going to score a goal. Like, they just, no opportunities. Tampa was playing exactly the game they wanted to, clogging up the neutral zone, dumping, chasing, more aggressive. Rangers, the skill they have was not on display whatsoever. So it's one nothing Tampa. And then we got to period number two. And it took a while, but eventually Rangers had a breakdown. And then this. Rangers clear it out. Ruda with a pass to the red line. In comes Kutrov, breaks to the net, and scores! And even though we're only 13.07 into the period, and Kutrov with the goal, his seventh now uh, of the postseason as we sit here in an all-important game four, you knew this game was absolutely getting away. And Kutrov was the best player on the ice this series, and he showed it once again right there, making it 2-0. Uh... Even though it was the second period, you felt like this one was getting away. And then we head to uh, the third period, and this one went fully underwater. Zibanejad against Stamkos. Loose, played ahead by Ruda into the right corner. Zibanejad with a hit on Pilate. Bounces off, cuts to the middle and shoots. Save, rebound, score! So that's Stamkos at 4.56 of the third period, making it 3 nothing. in fact, for the Lightning. And the only question was, do the Rangers get shut out? And the answer was, uh, no. The Rangers would not be shut out. Artemi Panarin did manage to score. And guess what? Even strength? No. A power play goal with the goalie pulled. But the Lightning, in the end, just had too much. Panarin to center. He's bumped at the red line by Palat. Rangers gain the zone. Panarin, left corner, centers, deflected behind the net. Lafreniere up the boards to Miller. 15 seconds to go. Taken away by Palat. Skates toward the empty net and scores. Palat with the empty netter. That is unassisted. And that is that. Uh, Ruta with your third star. Palat, who's been a thorn in the Rangers' side this entire series, with the second star, he had a goal and two assists. And uh, Andre Vasilevsky stops uh, 34 of the 35 shots thrown his way as the Lightning find their way to a 4-1 victory. So Rangers now had a 2-0 lead in game three. Were outscored 3-0 in the final half of that game. 
and 4-1 in the entirety of Game 4. And still you thought to yourself, maybe they come back in Game 5, but as we know, that did not happen. So 4-1 the final. And this felt a lot like Game 5 against Carolina, where they just they had no chance. They were just up against a, a better team, a hungrier team, if it were, and the Rangers from beginning to end, really, truly got hammered in this one. 4-1, series now tied at 2-2. Two and two. And here is Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant saying Tampa was in control of this one. Right they now. did a great job in the neutral zone. We, uh, you know, they collapsed pretty good in the D zone. They blocked a lot of shots. They did the right things to win a hockey game. They paid, you know, they paid a price to win tonight. They, they sure did. They, they were the busier team. They were the more physical team. And you know what? It's funny because that first goal changed and Tampa was better from the jump. That that goal three minutes in or even a little bit less changed the entire complexion of the game because now Tampa really started to grind it down. They knew the Rangers were not going to get a lot of opportunities. If you don't give the Rangers a power play at this point of the series now, it's very difficult for them to score and Tampa did exactly what they needed and wanted to do. So game's over, heading back to New York, tied 2-2, and Gerard Glant saying, guys, we really need to step it up here. Well, they better be calm, but they better be ready to play harder. So that's the bottom line. Now it's a two out of three, and, you know, we still got the home ice, but uh, we got to play better. Well, that's been thrown out the window since the Rangers, in fact, did lose game five. So there is no more home ice. There is no more we play a bad game and we'll see what, in fact, happens tomorrow. It is now solely win and move on to a game seven, lose, and this glorious season, what has been, mind you, a glorious season. I want to I want to hear one more cut from Gallant, and then I want to kind of look at what the season has been. He was asked, was Tampa more desperate in games three and four? No, not as much tonight as the first night. I, I mean, but we just didn't, like I said, the word pay the price. If we didn't get inside enough, I mean, Vasilevsky made some good save, but he didn't have to make enough good save, you know, not near as many Shesky had to make. And uh, like I said, when you give him, I don't know how many chances we had, quality chances, five or six probably, and you got to get a lot more than that in a hockey game. It's funny. Uh, I actually thought the best game the Tampa played the entire series was game four. I thought it was the one game that the Rangers almost had, had no chance to win, but I guess the, the head coach would disagree. But there's going to be plenty of time to do this over the next weeks or months or whatever it is. But I, I want to take a minute here on this Saturday morning to do this right now. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. And if the, tonight goes well, I don't know what happens uh, on Tuesday for the Rangers. And if somehow they come back and win this series, God knows what happens against Colorado. But uh, let, let's reflect here for a moment, shall we? That this was a team that, when you were asked, do you think they make the postseason this year? Boy, I don't know. The East is tough. From top to bottom, there's, there's really not a lot of just easy wins. going to be a tough season. They easily, easily made it to the postseason. And we're on the verge of winning this division. All right? Then it's Pittsburgh. Well, they should be able to beat Pittsburgh. But then they were done. They're down three games to one. They win games five, six, seven in overtime. Not only do they win game seven in overtime, they're trailing game seven with five minutes to go, they get the goal, then the power play in overtime, and they get the game winner. They win it. It's Bedlam at the Garden. It's as exciting as you've seen the Garden in years. And then it's Carolina, and they're dead and buried again. And what do they do? They find their way out of it yet again. Down 3-2, Carolina undefeated at home. Rangers win game six at the Garden, go to game seven in Carolina, and they do it again. So, 
listen, do you love their chances to rebound and win game six and seven? You'd be a fool to say that that's the case. But can you count them out? No. And that's all you hope. And that's all you want. And truth be told, this club is resilient. And when you really take the the overhead view, they were not expected to be in this position. Now, it doesn't make it any easier because you never know if and when or you ever get back again. But this has been a phenomenal season. And let's not lose sight of that altogether. All right, quick break. Come back. What's coming up this day in hockey history? And what happened in that Western Conference? All that and more on the Hockey Show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Today's Hockey Heart Spotlight shines on P.K. Subban of the New Jersey Devils, who on Tuesday night was awarded the King Clancy Memorial Trophy for his leadership in humanitarian efforts. P.K. continues his philanthropic ways as he did in his prior stops in Nashville and Montreal when he arrived in New Jersey in 2019. He established the Blue Line Buddies program in New Jersey. He's given money to Ukraine cancer patients displaced from their cities and has been among the strongest voices in the area of social equality in the NHL. P.K. Subban, you are an all-star on the ice and in the community. Hockey Heart Spotlight is brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohn. For two decades providing high-end legal services for families who have a child with a disability. The power play is to call 516-877-0595 or go to the web at amcohenlaw.com. Back to the Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All-American Auto Group. The number one Ford Auto Group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. As we trudge along on a painful Saturday morning, Rothenberg with you on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Hockey Show brought to you by Slowman's. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Let's now take a look back at this day in hockey history. So there we go. Right. That makes it feel like it's a long time ago. You know why? Because it is. Eight years ago to the day, June 11th, 2014, the King, Henrik Lundqvist, 40 saves, helping the Rangers avoid being swept in the final with a 2-1 victory against the Kings in game four at Madison Square Garden. Now, Lundqvist stops the final 26 shots he faces after Dustin Brown scores at 8.46 of the second period, Benoit Pouliot and Marty St. Louis score for the Rangers, who now send the series back to L.A. despite being outshot 41-19. Boy, times don't change too much over the years, do they? So that's this day in hockey history, June 11th, 2014. One team that is just absolutely loving the fact that the Rangers and Lightning are now into a game six and would probably be rooting heartily for the Rangers in game six to force a game seven. That's the Colorado Avalanche who are rolling as they go ahead and sweep the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference final. They haven't played since Monday. Here is the game winning goal called from our very own Kenny Albert, courtesy of TNT. Avs control, held, out for McCarr, shot stop, rebound, Lightning scores! The Colorado Avalanche are heading to the Stanley Cup final! 
They sure are. And thank you, Kenny, and thank you to TNT for allowing us to use that audio. Colorado with a, a win and then a high-scoring series, a 6-5 game for a sweep there. Colorado was the best team all year in the Western Conference, and they are now the Western Conference representative in the NHL I guess it's the final, right? That's what we have to say, the NHL final, but it's the NBA finals. It's all very confusing and, and beyond my scope. Now let's take a look at the upcoming schedule presented by the fine people at the All-American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Oldbridge, and Point Pleasant. The number one Ford Auto Group in the entire Northeast, All-American Ford Net. Now, again, as you know, by this point, all Rangers playoff action can be heard right here on 98.7 ESPN. And, of course, the all-new ESPN New York app with one-hour pregame shows with Don LaGreca. So, people, it could be it tonight, 7 o'clock in Tampa. Hopefully, somehow, the Rangers find their way to a victory and we jump forward to Tuesday Game seven, seven o'clock. But like we have to say, if necessary. Dave, this is usually the time where you thank everybody, and this technically could be our last show together. I will not uh, say it was a pleasure working with you yet. Uh, well, I appreciate... I think I'll see you on Saturday. Wow. So you think we have another show next Saturday? Yes. Wow. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. If we do, breakfast is on me, Sounds and not good. just like a not like a, a, a like a runny egg on a roll. No, pancakes, crispy bacon, Ooh. home fries. Anthony, you name it, you got it. I look forward to this. You name it, you got it. So, if somehow we do not have another show, let's give thanks. Let's give thanks to the people that have made this very show possible. Just that Jarkin? is. No. Yeah. Well, yes. In some ways, Igor Shostyorkin has, in fact, made the show run as long as it has. Let's thank the producer extraordinaire, the great Anthony Pusick. Your your detailed rundowns, your timely sound, your attention to detail does not and will not and never goes unnoticed. So thank you to Anthony. Thank you, of course, to Ray Dinahan, who behind the scenes is doing all sorts of editing and button pressing and, and helpful little nuggets and nobody has any idea. And of course, Andy from Merrick, our executive producer, who makes this whole thing possible. I hope we're back next Saturday. If we're not, I ho- hope we're back next season. I'm back at nine o'clock this morning. As you can tell, I'm in a great mood. Hang in there, everyone. It's been The Hockey Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.